I'm Grace. Hello, brother. I'm Stephanie. And welcome to Doppelgangers. Today, we're talking about season two, episode two of The Vampire Diaries, which is called Brave New World. And it is a whole new world for everyone. I know. It's a really life-changing episode for all of our characters, particularly my one true queen, Caroline Forbes. I'm a very own Miss Mystic. So as always, I'll read The Vampire Diaries wiki synopsis. When a confused and desperate Caroline leaves the hospital and joins her friends at the Mystic Falls Carnival, Damon wants to take immediate action, but Stefan and Elena come to Caroline's defense. Matt is completely mystified by Caroline's behavior, (laughs) but still tries to tell her about his feelings for her. Damon has suspicions about Tyler's uncle Mason and uses Tyler's volatile personality in an attempt to get Mason to reveal his secret. Upset with everything going on around her, Bonnie takes her anger out on Damon. All that, all good stuff. So we open the episode in the hospital where Caroline wakes up gasping in the way that we have come to recognize as someone coming back to life after dying, beginning their transition to vampire. It's a pretty standard cue that we're kind of used to at this point. Yeah, that's not a normal wake up. Yeah, at that point you were like, it's over. She's a vampire. Well, as soon as I saw like the Netflix description said like confused Caroline, I said, okay, so she turned. I mean, I didn't think there was any way she was going to die. I thought maybe like the smothering didn't kill her. But as soon as she was laying there and the pillow was gone and nothing was seen, I was like, okay, it's vampire time. And I am still shook that she's the first one. I didn't think it was going to happen this soon. But again, that's never a useful guess of like, well, that won't happen because it's so soon. That is not anything that Julie Pleck thinks about. I know. I think last episode you said, well, I think you gave your classic line of, well, it's not going to be next episode. And sometimes I'll be like, well, now, as soon as I said that, it will be next episode. And sometimes I don't even notice it. Yeah. And when I don't notice it, that's when it gets me. I know. That's when they do it the next episode. Exactly. So she walks around. She finds the nurse. She asks where everyone is. And the nurse is like, it's the middle of the night. Your mom and your boyfriend left. And then your friend Elena stopped by. And Caroline's like, oh, yeah. But she said her name was Catherine. And the nurse is like, okay, I don't care. The nurse is like, I don't fucking know your friends. Why would that matter to me? <laughs> You've been here for two days. I'm sorry. They looked alike. Yeah. <laughs> they looked exactly the same. <laughs> and Caroline said, hey, can I get some food? And the nurse is like, breakfast comes at seven. She's like, it's 3 a.m. And I'm not a fucking cook, but yeah. okay. I'm not your waitress. <laughs> and Caroline's like, what's that smell? And the nurse is like, go to bed. She's like, go lay in your bed. I am the only nurse here. I don't have the energy for this. Yeah. So the nurse goes to check on something else. And while she's gone, Caroline follows the smell and she finds herself drawn to a blood bag in another room. I mean, we've we know what's happening here. The nurse is like, hey, you can't just go into people's rooms. And she's like, oh, okay, I'll go to bed. I'll go to bed. But when she gets to bed, we see that she got a blood bag. Yeah, she has somehow snatched a blood bag. Love. And she tries it. She gags a little bit at first, but then she picks it up and she drinks it very excitedly. Yeah, it's like the kombucha girl. She's like, well, (laughs) she's like, "Mm, no, well, (laughs) yeah, she gulps that shit down. And with that, Caroline has made the transition to vampire. Since she is our first main character, let's talk about this. First of all, Candace King has said that when she first found out she was turning into a vampire, she's like, oh, they're going to kill me off because the last person they had turned into a vampire was Vicky. So Candace is like, this job was fun while it lasted. Yeah, she's like, oh, man, me and Kayla both. (laughs) 
I think this is a smart decision for a main character because A, it's one of our few main characters who hasn't learned about vampires. So it's a really quick way to get her up to speed. Yeah, and it's a, you know, it forces everyone else to be like, okay, shit, like we need to be on top of this and make some of the bigger choices not really a consideration because she doesn't know like that she has to choose between having blood or not having blood. Like she's just hungry. Good time to be at a hospital where apparently they have a very robust blood donor program. Yeah, (laughs) it's I mean, it's a smart move of Catherine to turn Caroline, who is kind of, let's face it, been put on the back burner. Well, I think on the surface level, it's like, okay, well, I'll just turn one of the dummies that everyone loves. And then like they'll have to pay attention to me because this bitch is going to die in like a day. You know, that's what Catherine was thinking. Yet another person underestimating Caroline, because I think Caroline is actually a very smart person to turn in the other way because like she's got just a herd of gold and she doesn't want to hurt anyone and she will talk herself out of anything. Like she, I think she's strong enough to handle this more than any of the other characters that could have been turned right now. I mean, we know that her character traits in season one are like control freak, organized type A. Not a bad place to be as a vampire is to be really on top of your shit, which we see personified through the episode. So I'm going to ask this question now, even though we could talk about it at any point in the episode. But since we're talking about her transition, do you think Caroline's going to be our first like successful transition? I think so. I mean, that's not to say necessarily that like she'll never die, but I don't think it's going to be a situation like Vicky, where she has like a very short turnaround or like any of the other new vampires we've seen, like Ben. You know, I think she you think she's going to be a vampire for quite a while. I think she's going to be a vampire for quite a while. Uh, Part of that is I'm pretty sure she's on the series through the end. But that's never you know, there could be flashbacks. We never know for sure that. And I mean, here's the other thing you have to think about. We haven't seen much of this yet, but people could die and come back. Yeah. And there could be like other doppelgangers and stuff. So all this to say, we don't even if you think, you know, an actress, you might not know the character. But you think that she's going to be a successful vampire, at least for quite a while. Yeah. And I think we can get to this a little more later when she has her kind of like hurt to hurt with Stefan. But I think she's got the personality and the approach to vampirism where Stefan will be a very useful vampire mentor. Unlike Vicky, where Stefan was just doing nothing for her. She's got a lot going for her at this time to help ease the transition. And she has everyone in her corner. Like, no one wants her to die. Like, the Vicky thing, like, no one really wanted her to die, but she didn't have, like, Bonnie and Elena both fighting very hard for her. Elena was not going to lay her life on the line for Vicky, but she will lay her life on the line for Caroline. Exactly. So that kind of support system is very useful. Not only that Elena will lay her life on the line, but Stefan will too, because he'll do it for Elena. Yeah. So... She has a lot of safeguards in place and a lot of protection. I do think Sheriff Forbes is going to have quite an ordeal to deal with because she's going to learn this eventually. I don't know how soon, because obviously Damon's been under her nose for this long. Do you think this speeds up when the sheriff finds out about vampires? About vampires in her midst. Obviously, she knows about vampires. Yeah, I think it may or may not speed it up, but it will further push her to... I mean, she's never been on the... Gilbert side of we should kill all the vampires and I think she was already getting further away from that side knowing Damon if she ever finds out Damon's a vampire but Damon and Caroline I mean she's 
she's not going to find out and be like, well, we need to kill both of them. And I need to tell everyone right away. I think if she finds out isolated from the rest of the council, she will likely keep that to herself for at least a little while. I think you're giving her a lot of credit because yes, she's not like as outward as John Gilbert about wanting to kill all the vampires. But every time a vampire has come into town, she wants it dead. Now, she didn't want to do the plan John did because it used the town as bait, but it wasn't about not wanting to kill vampires. She wants vampires dead. She's not willing to have human casualties in the process. I just think she would be easier to convince of like there are good vampires of anyone on the council. Perhaps. So then we cut over to the school carnival where Bonnie and Elena are setting up and Bonnie's like, whoa, what's the deal with Catherine? It's creepy. You guys really looked alike even for ancestors. And Elena's like, can you leave me the fuck alone, please? She's like, can we not talk about Catherine? I hear about her every fucking day of my life. She's like, everybody wants to talk about Catherine, Catherine, Catherine. Meanwhile, Catherine's like, everyone wants to talk about Elena, Elena, Elena. Yeah. The grass is always greener. And Bonnie's like, well, aren't you worried Catherine is still out there? Elena's like, yes, of course I'm worried. But I could sit here and worry all day or I could try to move on with my life. And that's what I'm going to do, which is kind of a healthy approach. Yeah. Bonnie's like, what if she's still impersonating you? And Elena's like, well, what the fuck am I going to do about it? I mean, I can't stop her. Like she can. <laughs> so. Elena's like, can we please not talk about Catherine? And Bonnie's like, sure. Have you talked to Damon since he killed your brother? She said, oh, tried to kill him. And Elena's like, can you just shut the fuck up for once? She's like, Bonnie finally wants to talk about vampires for the one day that Elena's like, I don't want to hear anything. Yeah, she's like, I haven't spoken to Damon and I won't speak to Damon. And I don't want to talk about vampires. I want to do human stuff today. Like this carnival that Caroline left us in charge of. And it's really hard to do. And they're like, how does Caroline do all this? And Elena says it's because she isn't human. And oh, how they laugh. And it will stop being funny very soon, ladies. Just yeah. wait 12 hours. <laughs> <laughs> laugh it up, ladies. <laughs> so let me cut to inside the school where Stefan is giving Jeremy some more vervain. I guess he got rid of his other vervain, whatever. Well, it's like liquid vervain, too, which is interesting. Oh, to drink. Oh, yeah. That makes sense because he later laces a drink with it. Yeah, I was like, I didn't know why he gave him liquid vervain if he already had vervain. Like, because why would he drink it? Like, it's going to go out of a system. Like, why does he need it tonight? I don't know. Maybe he thinks Damon wants some of Jeremy's blood to fuck with him a little more. Oh, yeah, I guess it'll stop uh, Damon from feeding on Jeremy. All this to say he does give him, like, some liquid vervain. And Jeremy's like, okay, I have some questions here. Yeah, Jeremy takes out <laughs> his little notebook and he's like, so why is vervain poisonous? And Stefan's like, I don't know, that's life, dude. <laughs> Like, he's like, it's just an herb. Some herbs are poisonous. Like, what do you want me to say? He's like, do I look like a botanist? <laughs> he's like, just have the fucking vervain. He's like, I give you a gift and you ask me science questions. What is this? A pop quiz? And then Jeremy's like, okay, poisonous, like a stick to the heart. And Stefan's like, yeah, but it's got to be wood. And this is kind of a review for us, the audience. But also it helps for Jeremy to have this information. And Jeremy's like, you know, you're really confident giving me all this information on how to kill you. And he's like, <laughs> if I thought you were going to kill me, we'd be having a different conversation. And Jeremy kind of lets that go. But like, Jeremy, Stefan told you that he will kill you, basically. I think Jeremy took that as like, okay, so he trusts me. But I love that he kind of laughs it off in a way that's like, oh, Jeremy, you can't kill me. It's not as easy as you think it is, sweet boy. I know Jeremy's getting quite confident for no reason. It's the John Gilbert syndrome. That ring brings out all the hubris in the world. And it's like, it's a ring. I mean, Alaric's like, what? I'm not dealing with anything, even though I got this ring. Alaric's like, look. I, I'll help if I need to, but I'm not fucking poking any bears. I have a class to teach. Yeah. And so they're kind of laughing. And Jeremy's like, yeah, Damon's the one who deserves to die. And Stefan's like, 
Okay. So it's like, um, please don't kill him, though. Yeah. First of all, he doesn't want his brother to die, but also he knows that if Jeremy goes and fights Damon, guess who's gonna win? Not Jeremy. Uh, so Stefan's like, could you just like forget Damon? He's stronger than you, and he's pretty unstable right now. So just like move on with your life. Yeah, he's like, you know, even if you want to kill Damon, like now is not a good time. Like he will kill you essentially. Yeah. (laughs) And Jeremy's like, well, it's hard to move forward from like everything that's happened. And Stefan's like, okay, we'll get distracted by the carnival like Elena. Hi, Elena. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, I don't fucking know what to tell you. I mean, he's like, Jeremy, you and I, we're not friends. Okay. Stefan's like, look, I'm just happy you're not mad at me that I killed your one girlfriend. I'm glad we're not really talking about that yeah, I'm anymore. glad you haven't told elena to break up with me but like listen i don't care he's like look you are not a threat to anyone it's really not worth your energy to get yourself all worked up over this yeah the only threat you are is to my patience yeah and elena is like hey why aren't you all setting up this fucking carnival and jeremy says yeah 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 the goldfish toss is gonna be epic He's like, there are 300 goldfish. And it's like, oh my God, how many fucking people are going to this carnival? Mystic Falls, baby. <laughs> Love the return of the word epic. Yeah, a nice little drop. We haven't heard it in a while. And again, weird place to use it. Yeah. A lot of epic stuff happened this episode. And I wouldn't call the goldfish toss the most epic. I would even venture to say the ring toss was more epic. Thanks to Caroline. Yeah, I have never been to a goldfish toss that I would have considered anywhere near epic. Even if I win the goldfish. Yeah, then it's actually less epic because then I have to go buy fish food. Because then I have to carry around a fish. Yeah. Of all the ways to put epic in the episode, not really sure why this, but maybe the actor who plays Jeremy really wanted to be the one to say it. Maybe Maybe that was in his contract for season two. (laughs) You gotta let me say epic or I'm quitting. And they said, okay, uh, shit, we forgot to add it. Here it is. He said, make me say epic by the end of episode two. I walk. So Elena talks to Stefan. She's like, look, I'm just hoping this carnival encourages us all to act like normal high school students. Later, we're going to ride up to the top of the Ferris wheel and you're going to kiss me. That sound good to you? She said, and my heart is going to flutter. <laughs> my heart will be fluttering. And Stefan said, all right, all right, all right. He said, that sounds good to me. <laughs> and then Stefan said, but what are we going to do about Damon? And she said, can you people shut the fuck up? She's like, if I hear the name Damon one more fucking time, I'm going to lose it. She's like, can I make it any more clear that I want to be normal today? I want to be a normal high schooler. She's like, why can't you talk about the goldfish toss? She's like, at least Jeremy followed my rules. And Stefan's like, yeah, I mean, like, Damon is dangerous now that Catherine's back. And it's like, okay, whatever. And he's like kind of baby defending him, but he's doing it tactfully. But he's like, you know, he's just like really dangerous with Catherine back. Like he's trying to be like, it's not his fault. He's unstable, but being like, but he is dangerous. But we need to keep that in mind. Yeah. So he's like doing a good balance here. And then we go over to the Lockwood house where Damon is meeting with Carol and they're catching up on some council business. John has left town and the sheriff has put Damon in charge of the investigation to find the vampire who attacked John. Well, great person to lead because he already knows. Yeah. (laughs) And Carol's like, by the way, I'm interim mayor because my husband is dead, as you know. Queen, time to lead with an iron fist. Love Girl boss mayor. I wonder if she's (laughs) the first female mayor of Mystic Falls. I honestly bet she is. Yeah, because all the Lockwood men kept getting it. Richard died and they're like, fuck, we can't make Tyler the mayor. (laughs) And Mason is too chill. Mason's too preoccupied with catching the perfect wave. He'll never be mayor. (laughs) And so Carol said, it's my time, baby. Yeah, Carol said, I am getting my political wardrobe ready. 
She's ready for the governor's mansion. Let me tell you that truly. And she says, so since I'm the mayor, I get to make this call. Damon, I would love if you would spearhead the council. And he says, it would be an honor, my man. (laughs) He said, oh, it would be my pleasure. He says, like, anything you need. Yeah, I bet. Damon's in a pretty good position with the council right now. Some things are falling apart, but the council is set. Yeah, Damon is like, man, I really fucking ate this. Yeah, he's like, as a founding family member, that's really important to me. Yeah, and as a vampire. (laughs) And then Tyler and Mason get home from a workout. Thank God. Hello. Glistening. Sparkle, sparkle. But then Carol cock blocks me, the audience, by closing the door. (laughs) And then Damon's like, oh, is it safe for us to talk? And she's like, oh, it's just Mason. He's my brother-in-law. He's visiting town. He doesn't want to be involved in the council, so he's not going to get to listen. And Damon's like, okay, okay. But then he turns on his vampire hearing to eavesdrop on them while Carol talks about Lord knows what. Yeah, she basically said, look, he didn't want to be in the council when he was younger, and so I'm not fucking inviting him now. That's the ruthlessness I can expect from Mayor Carol Lockwood. I would have voted for her. I'd still vote for her. Yeah. If she was running against Gavin Newsom in the recall, it would be a real tough time to be Gavin. I tell you what. So then we check in with Mason and Tyler as Damon is eavesdropping on them. They take off their shoes. Mason is like, hey, so does exercise like help with your aggression? And Tyler says, not really, but I play a bunch of sports. So obviously I've tried that. Yeah, he's like, I play like three sports and I go on like 70 runs a week and I'm still angry. And it's like, okay, that's. That's a little much, King. Yeah, like it's not for lack of trying, but. No wonder your dad was hitting you if he's the same way. <laughs> yeah. And Mason says, do you have like episodes? And Tyler's like, yeah, I get really angry, usually over nothing. And then I kind of black out and go like blind with rage. And Mason's like, they're a pattern once a month, late at night. What phase is the moon in? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Tyler's like, I don't know. I just, I just become something else. Whatever. I'm angry. I lose myself. He's like, whatever, I'm just an angry kid. Who cares? And Mason's like, okay. He's like, I'm a teenage boy. What's with the third fucking degree? Yeah. And Mason is trying. Yeah, Mason's trying to get some clues. Yeah, well, I'm trying to get the same clues. So I'm like, come on, Mason, let's let's dig a little deeper. Ask some more questions. Keep asking because I want some confirmation. We'll see if you ever get confirmation. Carol says, hey, Damon, are you fucking listening? And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they get back into their conversation, which obviously doesn't really concern us, the audience. So we cut away and we go over to the hospital. And Caroline is sitting up in her hospital bed and the curtains are closed, but there's a little bit of sun streaming in. And at this point, she has noticed that if she puts her hand in the sun, it burns. And then if she takes it away, it heals really fast. So she's figuring that out. So she's like, okay, so I shouldn't be in the light. I mean, she was drinking blood. So she's like, she might not know like that vampires are real, but like of those clues, you'd be like, am I a fucking vampire? She's putting two and two together. And Matt comes in and he brings her some food and he said, hey, your mom says you're not eating. And she said, yeah, it's gross. And he's like, well, it's hospital food. And she's like, yeah, it's gross in a different way. Yeah, she said not that kind of gross. <laughs> and he goes in to kiss her, but she can't lean and kiss him because she would have to lean into the sun. And so he kind of clocks that hesitance and he doesn't like that so much. He says, hey, great news. You're going to be like let out tomorrow morning. And she said, morning? Uh Uh-uh, no, it's got to be tonight. It's got to be tonight. And he's like, that's not really up to you. Like the carnival will be fine. And she's like, it's not about the fucking carnival. Yeah, he assumes it's about the carnival that she can't be in charge of. So he's like, the carnival's going to happen without you. It's a good read on her personality. It is a fair assumption. And he calls her neurotic, but cute. So kind of a net zero compliment there. That's kind of his specialty. Matt read one article about negging and then stopped 
learning anything about how to flirt. And she's, you know, she tries to spin it. She's like, no, I really want to get out tonight because, you know, the hospital's just really depressing. And he's like, that's because it's super dark in here. He's like, yeah, you closed all your curtains. Of course it's depressing. And so he goes to open the curtains and she quick vampire runs into a shady area. And she's like, close the curtains. And he's like, okay. And he's like confused. Yeah, he's like, you're acting real weird. (laughs) And then he's like, I guess I'll come back later. And she's like, damn it. Good call, buddy. Yeah, good call. (laughs) So then we cut over to the Salvatore house. Damon is pouring some blood and he offers one to Stefan. Stefan's like, no, thanks. I just ate. And Damon says, don't you think someday the forest animals are going to band together? I mean, surely they talk. And that's just a funny little line. And it's just funny. (laughs) Stefan, you know, gives it a good natured smile. But he said, you know, I'm just happy you're drinking out of a blood bag and not a human. And Damon says, you know, I like this. I like you walking on eggshells around me. Is Elena worried? Yeah, he's like, what did Elena say about me? Like, has Elena (laughs) mentioned anything about me? He's like, I bet you guys talk about me all the time. Oh, my God. I I bet you guys never shut up about me. Yeah, he's like, I bet you guys are always talking about me. And Stefan does not even address that. And he says, have you heard from Catherine? Yeah, good call on Stefan's part. Yeah, (laughs) Stefan's learning more and more how not to engage with Damon in a really effective way. He didn't, at the beginning, he did not know how to get through these conversations. And now he's just like, I'm not even going to respond to that. I'm not going to dignify that with a response. Yeah, every episode, Stefan gets better at those things and also becomes a better character. I mean, I'm really liking Stefan in season two. I think they finally gave him some good energy. I also think you're viewing him differently now that you've seen what human blood actually does to him. Perhaps. I think you have some empathy for him now. I do. I do. I have nothing against you for hating Stefan. I just think it was justified in season one. I just want you to look back someday and remember what you said about Stefan and really think. Was it true? Was it helpful? Was it important? Was it necessary? Was it kind? I think all of them were true except kind. Yeah, it was not kind. It wasn't kind. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. And Damon, true to form, doesn't answer the question about Catherine either. He's like, I'm not dignifying that with a response. He said, I think the Lockwoods have a family secret. He says, you know, the Gilbert device affected them, but Vervain didn't. So they're not vampires, but something's up with them. Stefan's like, this your new obsession? And Damon's like, yes, what of it? And Stefan says, hey, I just want to remind you, like, we don't know what Catherine's up to. And most likely it's not over. Good read on the situation. Go check the hospital, King. Yeah, I think he, he is correct there. Damon's like, well, since Catherine came back to town and confessed her undying love to you, I'm going to let you deal with Catherine. Owie. His his poor heart is so broken. Yeah, he's really put an iron cage on it, but it is shattered under there. Yeah, he is doing doing very bad. That's clear. And Damon's like, well, I've got more important things to do, like explode. It's like, King, you snapped Jeremy's neck last episode. You exploded. Yeah, you, you already did it. Like, no one's waiting for you to explode. Yeah, we don't know what you're going to do, but I think you've already done enough. Everyone's waiting for another smaller explosion, but that was a pretty big explosion. Yeah. So we go back to the hospital. Caroline's putting all her jewelry back on, including the lovely necklace she got from Elena. And surprise, surprise, it burns her skin. This is very shocking to Caroline, obviously. Yeah, she's like, owie. And she, like, throws it across the room, and the nurse brings it. She's like, oh, that's so pretty. And Caroline's like, oh, my friend gave it to me. And as soon as she said that, she was like, wait, what the fuck does Elena know? Like, she can tell that's like, she's like, okay, something's up with that. And then when the nurse leaves, Caroline just drinks a little bit more blood from a blood bag. She's kind of getting used to regularly snacking. And then she looks in the mirror and she sees veins appear under her eyes. And then her fangs come in and she screams because it hurt. 
yeah, she's like, this is fucking creepy. And yeah, it must hurt when the fangs come out the first time. It's like bang, bang. Through the I know gums. new teeth going in. That's why babies cry. <laughs> the only reason. <laughs> yeah. And then the nurse comes in again because she heard the screaming. She's like, hey, what's up? And Caroline like throws her against the wall and is like, you can't tell anyone. You can't tell anyone. And she just really wants her to not tell anyone. And in doing so, she accidentally discovers compulsion. Really handy. So, And the nurse is like, I won't tell anyone. And she's like, oh, my God. That was cool. She's like, wait, you'll do what I say. And the nurse is like, I'll do what you say. And Caroline's like, okay, great. Uh, so I'm going to have a snack. Yeah, so I'm a little hungry. So she bites her. And then we go over to the carnival, which is now in full swing. Everything seems to run smoothly. Elena and Bonnie are checking in. One of the stalls is out of Bert and Homer plushes and Team Jacob tees. First of all, have you ever seen a stand out of Team Jacob tees? They're out of Team Edward tees. They ran out of Team Edward tees so long ago that they're like, it's not even worth finding more. Yeah, they're like, have zero Team Edward tees left. There's some, there's some Team Jacob tees in the back. Love to think how many people are buying Team Jacob t-shirt or getting Team Jacob t-shirts at this carnival. Yeah, I mean, it's foreshadowing of werewolves. I'm just going to say that. I'll pick up on any clue. I think it's just a, a little call out to Twilight, but... Twilight wasn't that new at this point. No, I don't think it was, but... This show got a lot of Twilight comparisons. So I think they like to poke fun at, fun at Twilight. I think you're looking too hard for werewolf clues and you're not looking at other clues like Ninja Turtles. That's because there are no Ninja Turtle clues. You're not looking for them. If you can tell me one Ninja Turtle clue, I'll shut up. When they jump. That is not a Ninja Turtle clue. It's no more a Ninja Turtle than it is a wolf. We'll get to that. Okay. So Elena and Bonnie bask in their success about something other than fighting vampires. They have fun. Then Elena checks in with a hot Kearney, who we know his name is Carter. He's got a little work belt on. Hello. Yeah. And Carter kind of hits on Bonnie. So Elena's like, oh, Bonnie, you take care of the karaoke machine with her new friend Carter. Elena, good wing woman, good friend. So Bonnie runs off with Carter and they go to fix a karaoke machine. So then we go over to the Lockwood house where Mason is kind of like snooping. Yeah, he's snooping. He's looking at the bookshelf. He's opening drawers in Richard's study. And Tyler walks in. He's like, hey, what are you doing? You looking for something? Mason covers it pretty well. I mean, he comes off pretty nonchalant. He's like, yeah, there's like a family heirloom I'm looking for from our mom. It's sentimental purely. And Tyler's like, what is it? And Mason's like, it's a moonstone. Moon. Moon stone. Okay. Interesting. It's old, it's ugly, it's cheap. Like, it's just purely sentimental value. And Tyler's like, whatever, I really don't actually care. Ask my mom. Yeah, he's really underselling it. Yeah, and Mason does not seem jazzed that he can't find it, but he leaves. And Tyler kind of like looks and he's like, hmm, interesting. You can tell he's thinking. And so you caught up on the very subtle clue that it's called a moonstone. And that just makes your theory that they're werewolves kind of go off the rails a little bit, huh? And by off the rails, I mean deeper in on the rails. First of all, I've been off the rails for a couple of weeks now. This didn't push me. I'm on my own rails. I'm on a I'm on a bridge 20 miles away, baby. I mean, it's called a moonstone. Uh, Let's it's moons. I mean, moons. Well, okay. so what do you think Mason's looking for this moonstone for? We can talk about this now. I think maybe it's like a grounding stone. I mean, I'm going a crystal approach. You know, maybe it is like something to calm you down and hold you. But if it's a crystal approach, why this specific moonstone? Can't he just get another moonstone? Maybe it gets more power over time. Maybe this one has been bathed in the moon really extensively. You know, you can charge crystals. Maybe this one is just like hypercharged. So you think it's just to help him relax? 
Sure. Okay. If that's hey, if that's the theory you want to stick with. <laughs> that I I'm trying like I don't know all my crystal meanings super well. I mean, well, I think it doesn't have to be a crystal meaning. It can be a little bit more abstract. It's a supernatural TV show. I'm reading into the crystal of it all. I mean, I think if it could like maybe harness the moon power, maybe they need that to actually turn into full wolves, mate. Because you know, we see them fight and like do a little bit of wolf type movements, but no hairs popping out. So maybe to be a, a wolf wolf, you need the stone. Interesting. And so then we go back over to the carnival where Damon goes up to Jeremy. He's like, hey, Jeremy. And Jeremy's like, aren't you a little old for a high school carnival? And Damon's like, yeah. Damon's like, uh, and? Like, what's your point? And I a little old to be in love with a high school girl? Get, move on. And Jeremy says, you know, it's funny how you're cracking jokes when I could ruin this whole thing by telling people what you are. And Damon, like, pulls him off to the side away from people rather fast. Jeremy should have started regretting this right then. And Damon said, please tell me that's not a threat. Yeah, he's like, are you fucking joking? Like, are you really trying to scare me right now? Yeah, and Jeremy's like, well, maybe it is a threat. And he shows him his ring. So Damon grabs him by the throat, and then he puts him in a headlock. And he says, okay, here's what we're not going to do. We're not going to walk around like we're invincible when it is this easy for me to end you. And then he, like, lets him go after choking him a little bit. And he said, if you want to snitch... Go ahead and try. I will shove this ring so far up your ass, you'll really have something to choke on. And he shows him the ring that he got off his finger in amazing time. Really cool sleight of hand there. I mean, unfortunately for Jeremy, John has really been shitting on everyone. And so people all have been thinking for a while how to get that ring off. So yeah, it's also like, it's a ring. A ring can come off so easily. You saw it come off on John. That's why he was in the hospital. That ring is only useful if people don't know what it is. Like as soon as someone knows what it does and what it is, like you're fucked. And even if you like put it on and then put a glove over it or something like if you wear gloves all the time, like they could still, someone cut your hand off. Jeremy's walking around like he's invincible and he's not. So it's good that he kind of got this wake up call. He's very shook by this confrontation, but I do think he learned a valuable lesson. And so then we go back over to the hospital where Caroline's all dressed up and ready to go. And she leaves a voicemail for her mom being like, the doctor says I can go, everything's good. See you later. And then she hangs up and she's like, oh, it's dark. Thank God. And she looks over at the nurse who is alive with a bandaid on her neck. So Caroline didn't kill her. Yeah, pretty impressive that she was able to not kill her. And Caroline's like, I am so sorry about that. So let's get the story straight. What happened? And she's like, my husband is kinky. And Caroline said, fantastic. That's such a Caroline compulsion, too. I just love her. Caroline's like, if you could forget I bit you, that would be awesome because I know I'm going to forget it. And then the nurse is like, wait, forget what? And Caroline's like, that is cool. And she's so polite. She's like, if you could pretty please forget that. With no idea of what's happening, being a neurotic control freak pays off. Yeah, she's doing a really good job for not having heard anything about vampires at all. So then we go back over to the carnival and Stefan approaches Damon. Uh, Damon is watching Tyler arm wrestle. And he's like, he's got a lot of strength. And Stefan's like, he's a three-time varsity athlete. You're reaching. And they have a conversation much like the conversation Grace and I have every week. I am the Damon being like, something's up there. And Grace is like, mm, you're reaching. <laughs> so then Mason challenges Tyler to arm wrestling and beats him. Since they've been noticing Tyler so strong, they're like, oh, okay, interesting. And Tyler's like, oh, cool, cool. Who's next? And Damon's like, oh, Stefan wants to go. <laughs> and of course, Damon doesn't volunteer himself. <laughs> and Stefan's like, yeah, okay, fine. So Stefan goes up to arm wrestle against Mason. And he's like, oh, my brother says like, he thinks I can beat you. And Mason's like, your brother's wrong. Yeah, Mason's like, we'll fucking see. So they have a little bit of a struggle, but Mason eventually beats him pretty easily. 
pretty quick. It, I honestly thought Stefan gave up. And so Stefan goes back over to Damon, who also thought Stefan gave up. He's like, he barely even tried. And Stefan's like, no, actually, I really did. He's like, no, I actually tried really hard. He's like, hmm. And then they leave and they kind of debrief. Damon's like, was it like, and Stefan's like, it's not vampire strength, but it's more than human. They're like, it's something different. It's something supernatural, but like, I don't know what. And then Stefan throws out some theories. His theories he throws out are ninja turtles, zombies, or werewolves. And Damon says he isn't funny. So since Stefan brings these three up as a joke, we can immediately take them out of the running of what they are. Okay, but here's the thing. He says ninja turtles, zombies, werewolves. And then Damon's like, werewolves is stupid. They said it twice. That's confirmation to me, babe. You're going to need more confirmation than that. You're reaching. Damon says there's no such thing as werewolves and attack turtles or something. He says combat turtles. Yeah, combat turtles. And Stefan said, why said ninja turtles? So they said ninja turtles more than once. Maybe they're ninja turtles. Well, if they're ninja turtles, I have a guess on what the crystal does. Okay. (laughs) I'd love to hear it. It's a key to the sewer grate. (laughs) What sewer grate has ever needed a key? It's a magic one. Okay. So they're ninja turtles. (laughs) I mean, it's werewolves. I just feel like we can't take Ninja Turtles out of the running yet. I'll give you that. I'll say we can't take it out of the running. I think of all the guesses you've tried to throw at me to get me off the werewolf train, that one is the closest, but it's just, it's too funny for it to be good. Okay. That's your theory. That's fine. That's fine. So Damon's like, okay, well, we've got to figure something out. And so he goes up to Carter, our old friend. Our little friend. He says, hey, you. And Carter's like, I've got a name. And Damon's like, I really don't give a shit. He's like, not to me, you don't. And he compels him. He's like, you're going to pick a fight with Tyler Lockwood and not back down no matter what he does. And Stefan says, hey, uh, someone's going to get hurt. And Damon's like, this is an experiment. I want to encourage the rage in Tyler because guess what? Maybe someone will intervene. Maybe mystery supernatural uncle. It's a good plan. It is a good plan. It ends up working out pretty well. It would have worked better had Damon been around to see it, but <laughs> this poor guy is about to get beat the fuck up. I mean, this guy's night is going all downhill from here. So then we cut to the hallway where Damon's just walking through, just hanging out. And in comes Caroline, who is now wearing a smoky eye. So, you know, she's a vampire. Yeah, she's looking a little sexy. Got her blowout. And Damon's like, hey. And she's like, I remember. And he's like, mm. he's like, what What do you remember? He's like, what is, are we friends now? <laughs> yeah. And she's like, so I remember how you manipulated me. You abused me, how you erased my memories, how you fed on me. And when she says fed, he's like, okay, so you actually remember. Yeah. At first he's like, you're crazy. And she's like, the memories have been coming back in pieces. And he says, no, that's impossible. Unless. <laughs> and she's like, unless what, bitch? <laughs> And she says, I have a message from Catherine. And he says, oh, my God, I'm going to fucking kill myself. And she says, game on. And he says, what? And then she pushes him over and says, you suck and leaves. Powerful. Saying you suck to a vampire is always just a little tongue in cheek cutie. So we go out to the carnival where Damon approaches Elena and she is like, she's like, I do not want to talk to you. I don't want to see you. And he's like, no, you really need to talk to me right now. You need to come with me. She hesitates, but she does follow him. Meanwhile, Stefan follows Tyler 
Annie sees Carter pick a fight with him. And the way Carter does it is he runs right into Tyler as he's walking by. And it's like, there's no one else around. It's just the two of them. And he just like bangs into him. And Tyler's like, hey. And the guy's like, what? And Tyler's like, um, you walked right into me. Like, that's fucking rude. And then, you know, they get in a fight because Tyler should be able to be like, okay, well, that was stupid, but whatever, I'll walk away. But he can't. And Mason is very close by, it it appears. (laughs) Mason quickly breaks it up and really kind of takes over the fight. And so at first he's like strong, but not inhumanly strong. And then he does a couple crazy jumps. Yeah, he does like some parkour type energy and he lands essentially on all fours at one point. Like a Ninja Turtle would. I mean, woof, woof. (laughs) And then he flashes gold eyes and Tyler's like, hey, your eyes. And then Mason kind of runs away and so does Tyler to get away from the fight. And then Stefan goes up to Carter and Carter is like, now, why did I do that? He said, that seems like a dumb choice by me. And Stefan's like, you were just in the wrong place at the wrong time, man. And he's like, okay. Like, and if if I was Carter, I'd be like, what the fuck does that mean? Who are you? Like, you don't know me. So then Caroline approaches Matt at whatever ring toss booth. And she's like, hey, I'm all better now. Sorry, I weirded you out earlier. And he's like, oh, yeah, good to have you back. Whatever. She throws like a thing at glass Coke bottles and she throws it to her and she breaks like 10 of them. Yeah. Everyone's like, damn. And she's like, oh, I guess they were broken already. That's crazy. Yeah. Matt says, nice shot killer. (laughs) And she kind of gets away with it, even though she is like, oh, fuck, everyone knows. They hug. And she hears his heartbeat and she's like, oh, not now, not said, this. Oh, no, no, I got to go. And she's like, I got to go. And he's like, what? You just got here. And she's like, just leave me alone. And she leaves. And Matt is more confused. So then we go over to, we can assume a Lurex classroom. And Damon has gathered them to tell them about Caroline. He's been putting the pieces together. He gave Caroline blood. He got a message from Caroline from Catherine. So Catherine obviously killed her. Because Catherine is a, quote, manipulative little slut, which slut shaming much. I took that as a compliment. Stefan says, game on. What could that mean? Okay, what it's pretty clear. What do you think it means? Yeah. Damon's like, it means she's playing dirty and she wants us to know. Like, it's, it means game on. Yeah, like, it's not a complex message. Yeah, it's a little cheeky and it's a little vague, but you know what's happening. She's not leaving. But it's not like a riddle. <laughs> yeah. It's not like... Upon the tower of... When the flower strikes the fourth night of the month. Go on. (laughs) And the sword reaches nigh. Yeah, exactly. It's game on. Stefan's like, oh my God, Caroline must be so out of her mind. She has no idea what's happening. And Damon's like, I think she does. (laughs) Damon's like, actually, she seems to know quite a bit. And it may be my fault. Because if you remember... When he was compelling her, he was like, yeah, I'm a vampire. This is the rules about vampires because he was just compelling her to forget. Yeah, he was just talking to someone. Yeah, so he kind of gave her a lot of information. That's another reason I was smart to turn her because she had that information deep in her brain, but it was there. So he's like, so my compulsion is getting undone. She seems to know quite a bit, actually. It's just funny that Stefan thinks Caroline is like freaking out. And really, she is just like very level headedly feeding on a nurse. It's not you, Stefan. She's handling it relatively well for the moment. And even she doesn't lose it that bad by the end of the episode either. I mean, she only kills one guy. Yeah, so far. She's at a carnival full of people. I mean, things could have gone a lot worse. She didn't kill Matt. Dare to dream. I'm calling that a pretty big success for her first night as a vampire. So Damon's like, well, obviously we have to kill her. She's a liability. And Elena's like, no. That is my friend. And Damon's like, need I remind you of the tragedy of a girl named Vicky Donovan? 
And Elena's like, well, I didn't care about Vicky. So that one doesn't actually Yeah, apply well, Vicky yet. wasn't my friend. Yeah. And Damon says, Caroline, of all people, won't make it as a vampire. Her mother hunts them. We all know how this story ends, so let's just skip to the last page. Of all people, do you think Caroline won't make it as a vampire? I think of all people, she will. I think it's just people love to underestimate her because she's so pretty that they can't think she can also be, like, smart. Sometimes people are really mean to the hot, popular girl. Literally! Elena's like, no, it's not an option. We're not killing Caroline. And Stefan is silent. And Damon's like, your silence is deafening, Stefan. Stefan definitely thinks they should kill Caroline. But he's like, he can't say that. He definitely agrees with Damon, but he understands where Elaine is coming from. And Damon says, hey, wasn't there a school carnival the night Vicky was killed? <laughs> this history, it just keeps repeating itself, baby. And, you know, Stefan, he doesn't want to be the one that kills her, but he's like, well, probably going to die. And like, I don't want her to kill a bunch of people for that happen. Yeah, I think he thinks that Caroline's going to die. And he thinks if they kill her now, at least she doesn't kill a lot of people between now and then. Kind of, he does agree with Damon, but he knows he can't say that. And he doesn't want to stake her because, you know, he he knows that would put a big rift in his relationship with Elena. Yeah. So Stefan says, we're not going to kill her. Good answer. So then we cut outside in the parking lot where Caroline is stressed out because she just had the urge to eat Matt's blood and she's definitely not dealing with that well. And unfortunately, who is sitting nearby but Carter nursing his bloody wounds from his fight? This poor man. (laughs) She tries really hard to resist and she is like very upset that she's doing it. Yeah, she's like, I'm really sorry, yeah. But she does feed on him and it's pretty voracious. So we go back into the carnival where Bonnie and Matt are talking and Matt's like, I think Caroline is pissed at me. And Bonnie's like, well, you know, she did just have a near-death experience, like- Like she's probably emotional. And Matt's like, yeah, I mean, I'm used to her insecurities, love them or hate them. Man, fuck you. And he said, but this seemed like more. I can't explain it. And Bonnie seems like kind of suspicious, but she doesn't, you know, she hasn't connected all the dots yet. Because it is true. She did just get out of the hospital. Like she might just be acting weird. Yeah, she might just be in kind of a crazy mood. And like maybe she's stressed because she didn't get to plan this carnival. Like there's a lot of things that could be happening. You would think Matt would be like, you know, this is just like when Vicky came back and she was like her normal personality, but a little bigger. That's giving a lot of credit to Matt Donovan. So Damon's walking around, presumably looking to kill Caroline. You would think Stefan and Elena would have followed him, but yeah, it would have been like, hey, let's let's make sure Damon actually listens to what we just told him to do. Yeah, I'm not going to let that guy go off on his own after he just said he wants to kill my friend. Damon conveniently finds a wooden stake holding up a tent or something. Great time to be at a carnival, let's say that. Yeah, pretty handy. Stefan and Elena are walking on. Elena's like, hey, Stefan, do you agree with Damon? And Stefan like punches a ticket booth. And the guy inside is like, whoa, dude, I'm a fucking person in here. There's not even a line. You yeah. want a ticket, just ask. He's like, I'm just trying to get through the night. No, we don't see the ticket taker, but we can imagine. <laughs> Stefan's like, look, I don't want to kill Caroline, but Catherine all but signed her death sentence. So I'm kind of conflicted. Yeah, he's like, but she's probably gonna die. Yeah, whether or not we kill her. And Elena's like, is Catherine doing this to me? And Stefan's like, no, I think she's doing it to me. Okay, two selfish people. She's doing it to both of you. Actually, no, she's doing it to Caroline. Yeah, bitch. So then we get back to the Lockwood house where Tyler and Mason are arriving home. 
And Tyler says, okay, now that we're at home and in a private place, what the fuck was up with that? Yeah, what was the deal, buddy? Mason's excuse is Brazilian martial arts. Do you think this is a clue? Maybe maybe it's not a werewolf. Maybe it's a Brazilian supernatural creature. Like what? You need an example if you're going to bring this up. I googled Brazilian supernatural creature. There's something called a Saki Pereira. And what is that? It's a fantastic creature from Brazil. It's a little boy who has only one leg and wears a magical red cap and likes to smoke a pipe. So maybe it's a Saki Pereira. They both have a fake leg and we just don't know. I had to tell you because I googled Brazilian supernatural creature hoping for something like good. And that's what I got. A little boy with one leg. A high little boy. A little boy who smokes. If has one leg and wears a red hat. If Tyler wore a red hat, I, I honestly would maybe get on that a little bit. But on a more serious note, it could be something like a chupacabra. Hmm. I mean, it's definitely wolf adjacent, no matter what it is. I mean, so are you not as con- convinced? No, it's, it's werewolf. werewolf. <laughs> it's werewolf. Maybe they'll use a different term that is essentially werewolf, but with another story to it. Like it's werewolf. Well, and, you know, he says Brazilian jujitsu. I think that's he's got a set of lies that he's been telling for years when he gets into a big fight that people are always like, oh, okay, it's Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And he didn't bank on Tyler not believing them. Yeah, and then Tyler's like, okay, sure. Maybe the moves I could have believed, but I saw your eyes glow. And Mason calls it a reflection of a car headlight. Not a bad lie. And I'm guessing that in the past, if he's gotten in fights like this, they've been maybe at bars. A drunk person could easily be like, okay, yeah, maybe a car headlight. That's weird, but sure. Leave that too if it was me and I just saw like a glimpse of it. But Tyler saw his eyes open for like five seconds. And he's already been a little suspicious, Tyler. Yeah, and he had something happen with his eye that everybody screamed about. So, you know, it just doesn't work on Tyler because Tyler's already kind of suspicious. Yeah, Mason's doing his best. Mason says, all you saw was me pissed off that I had to pull your delinquent ass out of a fight. So he hides behind the anger to kind of take some of the heat off him. But obviously it doesn't throw Tyler off the scent. Not to make a dog joke. He takes the blame off him by putting the blame on Tyler. And it it is a pretty good job. And then he like storms out because he's quote unquote mad at Tyler. But he's also like, please don't ask me any more questions. You've already gotten to my my deepest lies. Like I'm at my last level here. Yeah. How long do you think Mason can keep up this secret? How long do you think until Mason tells Tyler what he is, whether it's a werewolf, a ninja turtle or a Saki Ferreira? (laughs) Well, I'm not really sure why Mason wants to keep it a secret at this point. Like, I think Mason is in town to like prep Tyler for this. I don't know why he's keeping it a secret. This was such a big Tyler episode relative to pretty much any other episode in the series, even though it was truly an episode about Caroline. But Tyler was actually the B plot instead of like the F plot. We could potentially be waiting a couple episodes till we get full confirmation. But I mean, he has enough information. And by the end of the episode, he has the Moonstone like, I think he's on the same path I'm on. I think he's going to be there pretty soon. I could see next episode him figuring it out. Okay, we'll see. So let me go back over to the carnival where Stefan smells blood. So he's like, okay, something's happening. He said, well, that can't be good. But Damon finds Caroline first. Caroline's sitting next to Carter's dead body. Damon walks up and Caroline knows that Damon knows she's a vampire. So this is kind of her only ally right now. Yeah, she's got blood all over her face. I mean, she and she's not feeling good. She just killed the dude. She's not happy with how that went down. Yeah, she's like, so I killed him. I don't feel good about it. What is wrong with me? And Damon says, hey, I can help. 
And she's like, you can? He's like, yeah, I'm going to kill you. And she's like, mm. and she's like, no, no, I don't want to die. I don't want to die. And he's like, well, you already died. So, and she's like, no, she's like very sad about this, but she like, doesn't want to die. That's clear. Yeah. She doesn't want to die, but she doesn't want to kill anyone. So she's having a hard night. And to be fair, she's only had about, she's had less than 24 hours to deal with this. So excuse her. And with very little information, give her a second to come to terms with it. And again, she killed one dude away from the carnival, not her boyfriend in the middle of the carnival. So she's doing a pretty good job overall. Yeah, in the grand scheme. She like begs him to help her. She's like, please, please help me. And he's like, okay, okay. There's, oh, I can help you. And he hugs her with the stake in his hand. Giving of mice and men. <laughs> he is about to stake her while he's hugging her. But luckily, Stefan gets there right in the nick of time to stop him. Thank God. And so Caroline sees Stefan and Elena and Caroline at first is scared of Elena. She's like, you killed me. And Elena's like, no, no, you know, it was Catherine. Elena's like, no, it it wasn't me. I'm the good one. I'm the good one. Look at my straight hair, please. Yeah. (laughs) First of all, does this hair look curly? Am I wearing Converse? It's me. What other clue do you need? Because, you know, no matter how much Catherine would want to pretend to be Elena, she would not be putting on Converse, baby. Yeah, hell no. But obviously, Caroline is still confused. She's like, well, why does Catherine look like you? Why did Catherine do this? And they're like, we don't have a lot of time to deal with this. And Damon's like, it's only a matter of time until she dies. And Stefan's like, maybe so, but she's not going to die tonight. And Damon's like, "Mm, actually, I think she will. And he picks up the stake and goes to stake Caroline. But Elena jumps in front of it to save Caroline, and it stops Damon. A true friend. Finally, someone is helping Caroline the way she deserves. The bitch is not dying tonight. Or ever. Yeah, and Damon looks at Elena and says, whatever happens, it's on you, and walks away. And she's like, that's fine with me. And as this is all kind of simmering down, Bonnie walks up, and she sees Caroline covered in blood. And she doesn't want to believe it, so she goes to confirm, and she touches her, and she realizes that Caroline is now a vampire and then she sees Carter's dead and she connects the dots that Caroline killed him. And it is a very hard thing for Bonnie to reckon with. Yeah, because she's been able to kind of keep this level of separation of like, she doesn't really care about Stefan and Damon. So she's like, look, they're horrible people. It doesn't matter. And I don't have to like feel bad about that. If it came down to it, I think Bonnie would be able to go through with killing Stefan and Damon. It would be hard and she would know that Elena would be mad at her, but she would be able to go through with it. I mean, she almost does in this episode, but I don't think no matter what happened, she could get herself to kill Caroline. Yeah. Well, I think it's that like coming to terms with the fact that now Caroline is doing this combined with like how many vampires she has seen die. She understands that this could very easily be a death sentence as well. So not only like, well, now I have to deal with Caroline doing this and like, I don't want to kill her, but also like someone else might kill her. Yeah, she doesn't want Caroline to die, but she also doesn't want her to be a vampire. So she's like mourning Caroline in a very complex way. Yeah, she wanted the vampire thing to calm down, not come closer to her. So she's really overwhelmed. And also to like have her kill this dude that Bonnie was flirting with is only adding salt to the wound. Yeah, Bonnie does not want to see human life gone. Yeah, as a result of vampires needing to feed. And now it's it's even harder because it was Caroline who did it. Yeah. If it was Damon who did it, it would be a lot easier because- She'd kill him. (laughs) Yeah, because she'd just kill him and she'd have no qualms about that. So Stefan takes Caroline away and Elena hugs Bonnie. And then we go into the bathroom where Stefan helps Caroline clean up and Caroline's freaking out. She's like, Bonnie hates me. I'm worried about Matt. I'm a murderer. I'm a monster. And he's like, hey, hey, your emotions are heightened, babe. It's fine. It's so sad. She's like, everybody hates me and I'm going to hurt everyone. 
makes me so sad i know and then her veins keep coming in obviously and she's like why does this keep happening to my face i look truly hideous i hate everything about myself it's so sad she's like i look so ugly and it's like no, you don't. and then stefan so grabs her by the face and says like hey look at me and he looks her in the eye and he makes his veins appear to make her feel better i mean i'm sorry we have a great stelena moment at the end of this episode but i sense the beginning of a love story what do you think their couple name is it's Steriline. Steriline. Oh my, I was about to say that. <laughs> sure. I no. almost said Stelena. I said Carolina. I was like, I was getting Elena mixed in there for some reason. So obviously couples can have ship names, whether or not they ever end up together. Yeah. Uh, do you think we're going to see Steriline together by the end of the show? And if so, what's your over under on that relationship? I do think we're going to see it. I think it's just, you know, Stefan's going to play such a pivotal role in her turning, obviously. And she clearly wants to go the similar path to Stefan, where she doesn't want to kill people and she doesn't want to be this monster and she's scared of it. So I think she's going to be really bonded to Stefan through that and he's going to help her a lot. I mean, I think this conversation shows that he is the right person to lead her through this transition. He, he was not the right person to lead Vicky through it. So I think that's going to work out well. But neither of them will do anything until the Elena dust has really settled. But I think it'll be easier once Elena inevitably breaks up with Stefan for Damon. Or maybe she won't break up with him for Damon, but like, it'll be like, okay, well, you're dating my brother. So it's like not weird that I'm dating your best friend. So what season? <laughs> Give me a number. End of three. Okay. End of three. That's what I'm going to stick with. So then Stefan teaches Caroline how to make her veins disappear. He's like, Every time you feel the blood rush in, tell yourself you're strong enough to get through it and breathe through it. Fighting is the only way to survive this thing. So she does it. She calms down and the veins disappear. And she asks Stefan why Catherine did this to her. And Stefan says, I don't know. I wish I did, but I promise I won't let anything happen to you. And they hug. First of all, you can't promise that, Stefan. You promised that about Vicky. You said, I won't let anything happen to her. And, and then you staked her. Not an episode later. Let's not forget that, Stefan. I mean, I guess he needs to comfort Caroline right now, but he can't promise that. I mean, no one can ever promise that. Well, that's what she needs to hear right now. She can't be hearing like, hey, this might go bad. Like maybe she can hear that in a few weeks, but it's like night one. Let's calm her down. Exactly. <laughs> so then we go back outside where Damon is prepping to bury the body that Caroline just killed. Bonnie is upset and crying and Damon's being a little snarky. That kind of sets Bonnie off, obviously. And so she does her little thing where she makes him, makes his head hurt and she kind of incapacitates him. She sprays water toward him from a hose and she said, I told you what would happen if anyone else got hurt. And Damon says like, I didn't do this. And Elena said, yeah, he didn't do this. It was Catherine. And Bonnie's like, everything's his fault, which this is, if anything, Stefan's fault because she came back for Stefan. But it's also Damon's fault because she wanted to mess with Damon, too. I mean, it's more Catherine's fault than anyone. Well, it's also I mean, it's also Damon's fault because he's the one who compelled Carter. And if Carter hadn't been in that fight, he wouldn't have been bloody and Caroline wouldn't have killed That's him. True. But then again, Caroline probably would have found someone to kill. I mean, Bonnie's just pissed. Yeah. Bonnie is pissed and she's having a lot of complex emotions and Damon is the one that's easiest to kill because she cares the least about him. Yeah, she already hates Damon and thinks everything is his fault. So she's only feeling that more right now. Bonnie starts a fire and it starts traveling toward him. And Elena asks her to stop. The fire catches Damon and he kind of starts to burn, but he burns pretty slowly. It's like on his pants. Yeah, it's not really getting. And him. then Elena jumps over the fire and shakes her to stop her from killing Damon. And Elena says it's because like this can't be us. 
Yeah, like this isn't who we are. But the truth is she doesn't want Damon to die because she cares about him. Yeah, it's, you know, she is going through all this of like, Carol, I'm feeling so guilty about this. So she's like, no, we're not going to go that path. But she's also like, but like, please don't kill him. Elena is obviously going to forgive him for what happened with Jeremy. Because Jeremy didn't like die, die. Yeah, all's well, it ends well. Yeah. So then we go back to the hallway where Stefan and Elena check in with each other. Stefan tells Elena that Caroline is okay for now and the dead body is taken care of. And Elena says, Damon's right, isn't he? This isn't going to end well for her. And Stefan says he will make sure that Damon is wrong, which again, he can't promise that. The odds are not in her favor of it ending well, but that doesn't mean it can't. Like, yeah, there are still vampires alive. So some of them make it through the transition. And Elena is like, I can't believe how this day has gone. I was stupid for thinking I could have a normal day. My best friend is a witch, my boyfriend is a vampire, and I have an evil doppelganger hellbent on destroying us all. She really summed up the show for us. Yeah, she really said, uh, and here are the main points, babe. And here's what you missed, ugly. Stefan's like, hey, I'm sorry. And Elena's like, it's not your fault. It is what it is. And obviously it isn't Stefan's fault because like, she looks like Catherine. She probably wasn't going to be able to escape all this, but still. Yeah, and the Isabel stuff, like she would have ended up in a similar situation to this regardless. With or without the Salvatores, yeah. They didn't help, but I mean, it was going to happen. And she knows that like this changes everything. It brings it to her doorstep in a new way. And also, I think this is making her think about like, I might have to be a vampire someday. What does it look like when Caroline goes through it? What is it going to look like if I have to? I can't control everyone's transition. I mean, that Catherine was able to just turn Caroline so easily. Elena might not get a say in something down the line that like someone else someone can just turn overnight and I won't even know until like it's already happened that's scary to not feel like you know anything once you can't protect everyone at all times she gave Vervain to Caroline and was like we're good she thought Caroline was safe in the hospital with Vervain and she was and it didn't matter yeah she was in the hospital with Vervain and vampire blood to heal her and it ended bad in Elena's mind and she's like what did I do wrong like nothing You couldn't have changed that. And there's nothing anyone could have done. So Elena says she's fine, but obviously she's not. And she says, I'll call you tomorrow. Good night, Stefan. And she leaves. Very upset. Yeah, she's like tearing up, crying. So then we go back to the Lockwood house. Carol tells Mason she appreciates him being there for Tyler. And she says, oh, and by the way, I'll look for that moonstone for you. She's like, I'm sure it's in one of Richard's little nooks or crannies. Yeah. So we know that he told Carol he was looking for the moonstone. So we know that if the moonstone has significance, Carol doesn't know what it is. Yeah. Well, she didn't know anything about what her husband was. To our knowledge. He got shuttled into the burning doctor's office. Yeah. And Mason goes up to Tyler and he apologizes to Tyler for earlier that day. Tyler accepts it. He's like, yeah, we're good. And then as soon as Mason walks away, Tyler goes into his dad's study, lifts the carpet and finds a secret underfloor compartment. And in it, there's a little box. And in the box is a moonstone. And it's definitely not an ugly beat down old artifact. It is a very beautiful stone. I mean, it's okay. It's not very beautiful. I mean, it's a nice stone. It's not like a raw moonstone. I was imagining a raw moonstone. Oh, okay. I see. Not a polished one. And you said you were looking for any werewolf clues in that little. Looks like a little werewolf claw. In what way? Shaped like a claw. And it's white. She's reaching, Your Honor. (laughs) But also, you know, I was looking, he pulled out some documents, didn't see anything on there. And the box has some sort of design. It was kind of Celtic-esque. That doesn't really mean anything to me. 
And then it says something in Brazilian. I'm kidding. <laughs> it says, here lies the stone of the Saki Pereira. <laughs> it says made in Rio de Janeiro. Yeah. <laughs> so Tyler doesn't tell Mason he found the moonstone. Obviously, because he doesn't know what the Moonstone's for. He doesn't really know what's up with Mason. Yeah, and Mason wanted it a little too bad and was like trying to find it secretly, even though he played it off. Like Tyler could tell he was like snooping. And so he's like, mm, I'm going to keep this to myself for a little bit. Tyler pockets the Moonstone. Do you think that Moonstone being on Tyler's person is going to have an effect on him? I mean, I definitely think it could. I think... Do you think the powers of the Moonstone are activated or whatever? You know, whatever you think. I mean, I think does? it's always activated. It's a stone. Like, I don't think it needed to be like it's it doesn't need an extra piece like a Gilbert invention. Sure. But I think the effects are going to be strongest on a full moon. And we don't know when the full moon is, but I'm sure they'll tell us. But I'll tell you, you want to know what the name of the next episode is? Oh, God. What is it? Bad Moon Rising. OK, so we're going to be seeing a werewolf next episode. I would bet a lot on that. How much money would you bet? I'm really scared to bet any money. I'll say $20. Okay. I'll bet you $20 I see a werewolf next episode. Well, I don't want to take that bet. (laughs) (laughs) So we go back over to the Salvatore house where Damon comes in, he pours himself a drink and he's like, what are you doing here? And Jeremy is sitting just on a chair and a hoodie. He's like, you don't lock your front door. And Damon's like, yeah. And Damon's like, okay. And so he starts to drink and Jeremy's like, oh, I wouldn't do that. I laced it with Vervain. And Damon like sniffs it. And he's like, oh, yeah, why'd you do that? Jeremy's like, well, I wanted to stake you. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, well, clearly you changed your mind. <laughs> yeah, and Jeremy's like, I mean, it's only fair that I kill you. You killed me first. And Damon's like, hmm, okay. Damon's like, well, what made you wise up? And Jeremy's like, look, my dad and uncle hated vampires. They stood for something. And I thought maybe it would be good for me to stand for something. But I don't know what killing you would accomplish. Yeah, he's like, what would the point of that be? I don't really get it. And Damon kind of deflects and Jeremy's like, okay, dick. And then starts to leave. (laughs) And Damon's like, actually, my dad hated vampires too. And Jeremy's like, he did? I sense a new friendship brewing. I like to see Jeremy make some friends. He doesn't really have much right now. Tyler's his closest friend. And for what? Yeah. And Tyler's about to be doing his own thing. He's not going to have time for friends pretty soon. Or maybe Tyler will be up in heaven pretty soon. Then he really won't have time for friends. (laughs) And Damon says, you know, my dad hated vampires the same reason the Gilberts did. The difference is in 1864, people knew how to whittle. And he shows the stake that Jeremy made, which is, a, it's a mess. He worked really hard on it, but it looks like, I mean, I think he was like, how hard can it be to whittle? And he gave himself like an hour and he was like, fuck, this took forever. He's like, I gotta go lace that drink. I can't make this any better. Yeah. And Jeremy said, making it was harder than it looks. And so they kind of laugh. They kind of leave it in a positive moment. He's so cute. I just him trying to whittle, little baby. I wish he had like a big bandaid on his finger. He just wanted to kill Damon so bad. (laughs) So we cut over to Caroline's bedroom where she's asleep. She hears Matt start to sneak in her window and she hides, but then he comes in and she's like, what are you doing here? He's like, I came to see if today's basket case period had expired. Bitch ass. Like that's your opening line. And she's like, you got to leave. My mom will be home soon. And then he says like, hey, I'm more insecure than you are now. What the fuck? Like, do you want to get fucking killed? I mean, even if you don't know she's a vampire, like the bitch could slap you. Yeah, I would have slapped him long ago. But then he kind of he said, look, he kind of opens up. He says, you almost died and I freaked out and I'm really not in a position to lose anyone else right now, which is true. I mean, yeah, ouch. If Caroline had died, I don't know what Matt would have done. It's true, but it's like, 
not a reason for her to stay with you. But and he's like, and so even though today I wanted to throttle you, I also realized that I'm in love with you and I'm worried that you don't feel the same way. And she kisses him. They hug. Her veins appear. She controls them. Obviously, this conversation like went well for her, even though we as the audience like, what the fuck? Why are you dating that guy? And so Marilyn persists once again. You know, it is sweet that she's able to like calm herself down. You can tell she's like really happy about that. And she's like, okay, I can do this. Maybe some optimism. Yeah, she's just so strong. So then we cut over to the Gilbert house. Stefan wakes Elena up with a kiss. It's almost dawn and he takes her to the carnival and he compelled the guard to take a break so they could go on the Ferris wheel. I said Ferris. Yeah, you did. It's like, did she say Ferris? On the Ferris wheel. The Ferris wheel in all the land. He compelled the guard to go on a break so they could go on the Ferris wheel, which as you remember from earlier in the episode, that's all Elena wanted to do was ride the Ferris wheel with Stefan. She was not asking that much of the day. Because it's not like you can go and see that your best friend murdered someone and be like, okay, well, I really wanted to go on the Ferris wheel today. <laughs> Before we head home, can I grab some cotton candy? So I'd be like, okay, I know this is weird, but like, I want a hot dog right now. <laughs> yeah. And then Stefan says, we have to take these moments. There's a lot of crazy stuff going on. There's Catherine, there's the Lockwoods, and we don't know how this is all going to work out. But I came back to this town to have a life with you, and we need to remember to live it. This is really sweet. They, they're they making Stefan real cute. I mean, I, I was loving this and oh, I just, it was so, so cute. And she says, how are we going to get up to the top? And he says, I guess you better hold on tight. And my and our brains are broken. So we said spider monkey. <laughs> and the spider monkey does hold on tight indeed. And they jump up to the top of the Ferris wheel and they this land. This was cute. I screamed and then teared up at the same time. Oh my God, it was cute. And she laughs and he's like, I'm just happy to see you laugh. And they kiss and it's a really sweet, sweet Stelena moment. And then because it's the end of the episode and we need a cliffhanger, she says, it's not going to get any easier, is it? And he says, no, it's not. And uh, no, it certainly won't, girl. It's episode two. And that's the end of the episode. We talked recently about you think that eventually Caroline and Elena are both going to become vampires. And originally you pegged it, I think, in like season four. I think I said four, yeah. Does this transition timing for Caroline change your timeline for Elena becoming a vampire if you think she will? I don't think it changes much for Elena. If anything, I think it could push it further down the line rather than moving it up just because I think it's going to be a scary thing to watch. You know, not everything is going to go super well. She hasn't had to see a transition up close and personal since Vicky. So it's easy to forget how scary that was. Yeah, and Vicky was even scarier because it was like, putting Jeremy in danger, but Caroline is different because it's putting all her friends and family in danger while also being someone she cares deeply about. And so I think it's going to be really hard to watch that. I mean, I don't think this is the last guy Caroline's going to kill. She doesn't want to kill people, but like she's a little baby vampire. Like she is not going to have the impulse control that everyone has. You know, it's going to take her some time. I still think season four is realistic, but I think it could be pushed to season five. Sure. But that's the end of this episode. Another great episode. And we've got a lot more great stuff coming for the rest of season two. This is a great season. I'm very excited to see Miss Caroline uh, lean into the fun parts of being a vampire. I mean, I think she's going to have a couple struggles here and there. I think she's going to be a little bit more of a match for Catherine than they anticipate, than Catherine anticipated. Because I think Catherine can't manipulate women as easily as she can manipulate men. (laughs) As always, if you have friends who you know like the Vampire Diaries or who you think might like the Vampire Diaries, 
Make sure to recommend this podcast to them. And also a great way to show your support is to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And write to the Hollywood Foreign Press. This show should get an Emmy. I mean, even if it's not on anymore. The Hollywood Foreign Press does Golden Globes. I was just guessing. I should have known. And follow along with us on Instagram at Doppelgangers Podcast. But that's it for this week. So for now, goodbye, brother. Goodbye, brother. <laughs>